my soul says yes. Our soul, Lord, is saying yes to your will, yes to your way, yes to you, Lord. Hence, we are here this evening to study at your feet. Holy Ghost, please teach us again, even tonight. Commit everyone on this platform with your hands, Lord. Let us go back home with something tangible from the study of tonight. Take full control, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Welcome you all to the Bible study tonight. It is my prayers that you'll be richly blessed in Jesus' name. We're continuing um, our series and I pray that you will follow even as we do. Introduction. Tonight, we will continue our study as we consider another attributes of God. Talking about the glory of God. The glory of man is at its best like the flower of grass as established in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 24. 1 Peter 1, 24. In fact, Solomon at his best did not compare favorably with the lilies of the field as established by Jesus Christ in Matthew 6, 28 and 29. Matthew 6, 28 and 29. Whereas the glory of the Lord is like a devouring fire as recorded in Exodus 24 and verse 17. Exodus 24, 17. Hence, no flesh can see God in his full glory and still be alive. This also we can see in Exodus 33, 18 through to 23, Exodus 33, 18 through to 23. So we have our subheadings as we have always done. And the first subheading to tonight's Bible study is divine glory is brighter than the noonday sun. Saul of Tarsus saw the glory of God at at a noonday, and it was brighter than the noonday sun. John the Revelator saw Jesus in his full glory and described his hair as whiter than earthly white, his eyes as flame of fire, his feet like brass in a furnace, his voice loud, deep, and yet soft, his countenance as the radiance of the sun on the cloudy day, on a cloudless day. When apostles, the apostles saw him in glory, the very garment he wore changed colors. So we want to talk about the glory of God, the full glory of God. If you look at Acts chapter 22 and verse 6, Acts 22 verse 6, uh, Paul was saying something there in the council of the elders and the priests. Acts 22 and verse 6. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, 
Suddenly, there shone from heaven a great light round about me. To him, it was light that shone around him. It was not the sun. If it was the sun, he would say it was the sun. It was a noonday, but this light transcend the, 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 the radiance and, and the brightness of the earthly sun. The glory of God. That's why there's no man who sees the glory in its entirety. We're not just seeing something that just like a flash. We're talking about the glory of God in its entirety. No man sees it and it stays alive. Revelation 19, 11 and 12. Revelation 19. 11 and 12. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Praise the Lord, somebody. I mean, we're talking about John the Revelator, and we're talking about Jesus. He saw Jesus. He knew Jesus in the physical realm when Jesus was wearing the cloth of flesh. But when Jesus Christ was translated to heaven in his full glory, when he showed up to the Revelator, this was how he described the Jesus he knew in the flesh, and the Jesus that was glorified. Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through to 6. Mark 9, verses 2 through to 6. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, and led them up into an high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. Jesus Christ took three of his disciples to the mountaintop. And all of a sudden, the Bible says he was transfigured. Even his garment was as white as snow that no laundry man can white it. And they were so afraid. All of a sudden, Elisha or Elias and Moses showed up. <clears throat> And they were so confused. The Bible said they were so afraid that uh, this was the same person that just took us up. What just happened? He was transfigured. Just showed them the kind of person he used to be before he became a fleshy person. We are still talking about the glory of God. It's one of the attributes of God. If you look at the second subheading of the study tonight, the second subheading simply says, the human body is too weak to withstand his glory. Whenever the glory of God appears to ordinary men, there are serious reactions. For example, 
his glory drove out the priest from um, in Solomon's temple, prevented Moses from entering the tabernacle, revealed the sinful state of Isaiah, knocked down Ezekiel and Saul of Tarsus, and knocked out Daniel and John the Revelator. His glory can kill a careless priest. Our bodies must be changed to be able to fully enter into his glory at his second coming. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 8. We want to look at verse 10 and 11. 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. And it came to pass, when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Now, it, it, is, it still happens, but it takes intense worship. It takes intense worship of God for that cloud to show up. In our days, we may not see the cloud. If he feels like revealing that cloud, he, could, he can because with him nothing is impossible. But in our days, the days of the Holy Spirit, the cloud still shows up when there is intense worship. His glory still shows up when there is intense worship. And you will bear me record, uh, brethren, that once in a while it does happen, even in heaven's glorious embassy, when we actually enter his presence through worship. I have been in that same church, Heaven's Glorious Embassy, and His glory comes down during worship. You just find out that people are falling and people are on their faces. Even the, worship, the, the praise worship leader, the, the, the person is gone in the spirit. You can feel that the cloud really comes down. But unfortunately, we don't make good use of that presence. We don't utilize that presence that comes in. And that's why, by the grace of God, uh, God helping us, we will begin to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, especially when we feel his presence like that, when we feel his glory like that. We should be able to tap into the anointing that flows with that kind of cloud and with that kind of glory. If you look at Exodus 40, verses 34 and 35, Exodus chapter 40, from verse 34 through to 35. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. I believe God is no respecter of persons. If only our worshipers can seek the face of the Lord, if only our instrumentalists can seek the face of the Lord, knowing fully well that when they prepare to lead us into his presence through worship, it is not an entertainment. It is not a show. Because those who play music and sing songs, they don't do that on the altar. They do that on the stage. That's why in Heaven's Glorious Embassy, we don't have a stage. 
we have an altar. How I wish that those of us that go up there to lead people in worship will know the kind of power that worship carries, the kind of glory that God wants to manifest when a true worship. He said, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How I wish our leaders, our instrumentalists, our singers will worship him in spirit and in truth, in holiness, in righteousness. We will always, always witness that kind of scenario, that kind of intenseness of his glory. And I pray that God will begin to manifest himself even as we worship him in the beauty of holiness. When his glory shows up, a lot of things are revealed. Uh, if you look at Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6 from verse 1, something unique happened before that time. And for those of us who are conversant with this great prophet of God, Isaiah, if you look at Isaiah chapter 1 up to chapter the end of chapter 5 he was just saying woe to this woe to that woe to this woe to that this will happen that will happen but when it comes to this issue of his glory look at what happened in Isaiah 6 from verse 1 through to 5 in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings with twin he covered his face, and with twin he covered his feet, and with twin he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. If you, like I said, he, he, I mean, this same prophet he used to say, Woe to them that call a good evil, woe to this, woe to that. But when the glory showed up, when he saw the glory, he says, when he saw the Lord seated on his throne with the angels crying, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord, when he saw God, the next thing that happened to him was, woe to me, not to them now, woe to me, woe to me. I am a man of unclean lips. That is what the intense glory of God can do. Trust me, when the glory comes down, the glory can come down when the worship is going on. The glory can come down even when the Sunday school is going on. The, I mean, the glory can come down even when prayers are going on. The glory of God can come down when the word is being preached. The glory can come down. You find out that when the glory comes down, if you are living in sin, it will convict you of sin. It will show you the kind of person you are, the kind of uncleanness that is in you when the glory of the Lord comes down. It is my prayers that the glory of the Lord will show up. And let me tell you, brother, if your home is kept pure and clean, as you worship God in your closet, as you pray to God in your closet, 
as you read the word in your closet, the glory of God is no respect of person. It will show up. You'll find that you're overwhelmed. You begin to understand the scriptures. Things that were hidden before become so clear and so clean to you. When the glory of the Lord comes down, I mean, last Sunday, for instance, uh, brethren, they were texting me. Some of them were saying, you know what, Pastor, you just spoke, you just spoke to me. You were actually directing your preaching to me. You just ministered to me. You, it was just me. No, it wasn't I ministering to you. I was just a vessel flowing the glory of God. I, I was just a vessel flowing in the word of God. And when the word of God comes that is backed up by the glory of God, it distributes to the needs of the people. That is the essence of the glory of God. The glory of God is not for show. If you are going on the altar to show, the glory of God cannot manifest because already he said, I cannot share my glory with anyone. It is my prayers that we will recognize that this glory of God is one of his attributes. He wants to minister to you through his glory. When he does, things do happen. Praise the Lord, somebody. Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 1, verse 26 through to 20, um, 28. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire ran about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about. Mm. As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. I mean, these were people who encountered no, no, the, no, the glory of God. Like I said, God will send his glory. Listen to me, brethren. He will send his glory through his word, through his servant, through worship. But what I've said earlier on, based on scripture, when God shows up in his full glory, you cannot see him and leave. You understand? He, he, can, he can send his glory. He can send his glory through his word. Just like he said, you know what he says? This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. I mean, the likeness. Of, this is just a resemblance of the glory of God, not in his fullness, not in his entirety. He said, when I saw that part of it, I fell on my face when I heard the voice of the one that speaks. It is my prayers, brethren, that the glory of God will overshadow you. It burns away infirmity. It burns away the power of sin. It burns away everything that attaches you to the king of this world, to the prince of this world, to the God of this world. Anything. Listen, when the glory of God comes, nobody will beg you to attend Sunday school. When the glory of God comes upon your life, you want to seek after the things of God. When the glory of God comes into your life, you will not be in service and a phone call 
comes in and you leave his presence to go answer that call. It will not be possible. You will be glued to your seat because you are operating under the glory of God. Paul said, we'll, we'll get to that now. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, verses 3 and 4. Acts 9, 3 and 4. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? I mean, if you read the story very well, I mean, those of us who know the story, this guy was so horrible that he was killing people that believed in Jesus. In fact, when Stephen was stoned to death, the Bible said the young man called Saul was there. He was there, happy. But when this glory came upon him, he was slain. He was down there for three days, blind. <laughs> We're talking about when the glory comes down. You can't play church when his glory comes upon you. You get committed to the things of God. When the glory of God comes upon you, it will come up, it, that same glory can come upon you during worship. That glory can come upon you even during Sunday school. As simple as we think the Sunday school is, the glory can come upon you power. And when it comes upon you, you cannot be the same again. The glory of God humbles a man. The glory of God reveals the frailty of a man, the hopelessness of a man. The glory of God causes a man to seek after the things of God. Nobody will tell you to evangelize. Nobody would. I mean, the glory of God, when it comes upon a man, when it came upon Saul of Tarsus, that, that, that later became Paul, he said, Lord, what do you have me to do? What do you want me to do? Even when Jesus revealed to him the sufferings, the persecution, the torture that he's going to go through, he, he was ready because the glory of God the glory of God. When it comes upon a man, nobody will tell you to live holy. Nobody will tell you to take the things of God seriously. You will take the things of God seriously. Nobody will beg you to pay your tithes or your offering. Nobody. You, you say, all for Jesus. All for Jesus. When it came upon Isaiah, he said, Lord, here am I. Send me. He was afraid of the people. If you, if you read the story of, of, of Isaiah, he was afraid of the people then. But when the glory came back on him, when he saw that glory, he said, Lord, here am I. Send me. I pray that the glory of God will come upon you. Your Christian life will be easy. <clears throat> Working for God will be easy. You will not think, in fact, you'll be saying, I'm not doing enough. I'm not spending enough. People may think you are busy here, you are busy there. It's because the glory of the Lord has come upon you. It is my prayer that that glory that came upon Saul of Tarsus, that became Paul, that said, Lord, what do you want me to do? When they were trying to persuade him not to go to Jerusalem because they were going to buy, he said, why are you breaking my heart? None of these things move me. I remember Acts chapter 9, the glory I saw, that glory that I saw is enough for me. Daniel chapter 8, verses 15 and 15 through to 18. Daniel chapter 8 from verse 15 through to 18. And it came to pass when I, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, 
Then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulai, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright. One thing you will notice, brothers and sisters, when that glory comes upon you, you become humble. <laughs> you become so humble. You find out they, they are face on the ground. They are face on the ground. They are face on the ground. If you are still arrogant, you are still proud, nobody can talk to you, nobody can tame you. No, all you need is the glory of God to come upon you. When the glory of God comes upon you, I'm still talking about you as a Christian. You can be born again, you can be a Christian, but have you experienced the glory of God? Have you been slain in the spirit because the glory come, came upon you? You need the glory of God. It's an attribute of God that he wants to give unto you. Revelation 1 verse 17. Revelation 1 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I'm not talking about the kind of falling, the kind of falling on your face that some of us do because you just believe that until you fall, nothing is happening. In fact, we have even taught our, some of our pastors, they have to make sure they push you down. No, when the glory comes, nobody's going to push you down. You'll be on your face. You'll be prostrating before the king of glory, not before man. When the intense worship comes down, I hope you will not be thinking of your clothes. Oh, this is my designer suit. I don't want it to be on the ground. You will not know before you're, you're flat on your face. I pray that the glory of God will begin to show up in our worship. I pray that the glory of God will begin to come down even in our church, that even as you, you step out of your car heading towards the church, that you can feel the cloud, the holy cloud, the holy glory of God. That as you step into the church, you know that this is a unique place. And do you know what, brothers and sisters? Paul and those that were going to Damascus and to, 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 to arrest, to kill, and to name, they also they were hearing voices. They, they, they did not fall. They were not hearing voices. They did not see the glory that was shining. The intenseness of that shining, of that glory of God was more than the, the sun that was shining on the noonday. Yet, one person saw the glory. One person reacted to the glory. One person fell under the glory. One person was commissioned. While others that were in the same mission, they were just hearing voices, but they didn't know anything. I pray for you. Because it is possible for one person in heaven's glorious embassy to witness that glory, and the rest are just there looking. They are just, they're just hearing the choir singing. They're just hearing the preaching. But the glory is not upon them. It is my prayers that the God of heaven will come down in his glory, will come down in his anointing, and every one of us will partake of that glory in the name of Jesus, that no one will be left out.
It is my prayers that during this year's Shiloh, his glory will come down like never before, that everyone that shows up in church, everyone that follows the program will experience the awesomeness of the glory of God. The glory of God, <laughs> it changes a person. The glory of God, it changes the conviction of people. The glory of God, when it comes upon a man, that man becomes an odd, becomes a supernatural man, as it were. It was the glory of God that came upon, up, up, upon Samson that makes him do what he has to do at that time before he fell into sin. May the glory of God not depart from you. Ishabak, he said, the glory has departed from Israel. I pray for you that the glory of God will never depart from your life. You will not do anything that will cause his glory to vanish away from your life. Leviticus 16, verse 2. Leviticus 16 and verse 2. I hope somebody has been blessed as we go through this study tonight. Leviticus 16 and verse number 2. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place, within the veil, before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, when Ananias and Sapphira were talking to Peter, they didn't know they were standing before the glory. They didn't know that Peter carried that glory. You remember the shadow of Peter, the, the glory of God that was moving through the shadow of Peter was healing. When Ananias and Sapphira were doing what they were doing, they didn't know they were standing before the glory of God. And God was telling Moses, tell the young man, Aaron, even though he's your brother, Say, and the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all, at all times, unto the holy place, wherein the veil before the mercy seat, upon which is upon the ark, that he die not. A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are dead because they, they are living in sin and they are approaching the glory of God. They are living in sin, and they are approaching the glory of God. He said, tell your brother Aaron, he should not come nigh. He will die because I'm going to show forth in my glory. I pray every dead spiritual person, dead in the spirit, you show up in church. You know your hands are not clean, but you are showing up in church. You know your hands are not clean. You are still mounting the altar. You know you are not clean. Please don't play with the glory of God. Aaron is your brother, but tell him not to come near because he's going to die. I want to show up in my glory. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 9. Luke 2 and verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Philippians chapter 3, Philippians 3, I want to look at verse 
21, Philippians 3, 21. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself? We will experience the glory of God in a minimal way, but for us to enter into his glory, our body, this body, this carcass that we carry, has to be changed like unto his glorious body. For Jesus to go back to heaven, he needed that glorious body. And that's why when he resurrected with that glorious body, and Mary wanted to touch him, he said, no, don't touch me. Let me go back to the headquarters. Let me go back to heaven and present the sacrifice. So Jesus Christ at that time could go in and out, in and out of his glory. No wonder when he was speaking to the two disciples on their way to Emmaus, when he disappeared out of their sight and they, they, they said something, they said, wow, oh, that's the Lord. No wonder when he was speaking to us, our heart caught fire, our heart burned in us. Our heart caught fire. Our heart burned in us. Brother, when you are under an anointing that is saturated with the glory of God, you will feel it. You will feel it. <laughs> you will know now this, is message, this message is for me. You will feel it. But a lot of us, we feel it, and we know the Holy Spirit through the glory of God is telling us, depart from iniquity. Stop what you're doing. It is wrong but we still roughen it. We still just go ahead with it. Brother, you shouldn't go ahead with it. The glory of the Lord ought to bring you back to the things of God. That's why in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 17, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to the three, the third uh, subheading, subheading number three. It says, Divine glory has weight. The more souls you win, the heavier your glory. There are different kinds of glories. And one glory excels another. For instance, the glory of grace excels the glory of the law. Also, glory has weight, and some are heavier than the other. And since one condition for obtaining glory is winning souls, it follows, therefore, that the more souls you win, the heavier you'll be, will be the weight of your glory. Let me just chip in this. Let me just chip in this before we read the Bibles, uh, the Bible quotation. The attack you have in the spirit realm will be dependent on your weight of glory. The more you affect the demonic world, the more the attack. That means the more you are pulling souls from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God, 
the more the enemy wants to attach you, but the enemy cannot cross the glory of God. So the more you are useful to God, the, the, the more the intenseness of the glory of God upon your life. You become what God says in the scripture that touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So it is good to be good. It is good to win souls. It is good to talk about the goodness of Jesus Christ, the good news, using everything at your disposal to proclaim the goodness of God, to show forth his glory in all that you do. If you look at 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, 40 and 41. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 40 and 41. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star different from another star in glory. Okay, let's, let's add it to uh, the next Bible reading, Second Chronicle, uh, Corinthians uh, 3, verses 5 through to 11. Second Corinthians 3. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also had made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if this ministration of death written and engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glory had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. I mean, you, you know the incidents between God and, and uh, Moses. Moses said, you know what, God, I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to see your face. And God said, no, it's not possible, sir. You can't see me in my fullness of glory and live. You will die. You will die. But I will, I will just do something. I will just do something. I will pass by and I will hide you in the cliff. I will hide your face so that you don't see me. You don't see my face. <laughs> that is where the glory is. You don't see my face. But I will, I will put you somewhere, but you will see my back part. <laughs> That's what happened. Moses saw the back part of God. And that back part also carried the glory rubbed up on Moses' face. When he came back to the camp, they just found out they couldn't look at Moses' face. They just couldn't look at Moses' face. At the point he has to veil him, himself. He just noted that people can do It's like you are looking into the sun in his, in his hotness. So the scripture is saying there that if that which passes away can be that glorious to the point that they couldn't look at the face of Moses. How much more 
the glory that comes through the Holy Spirit. No, 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 sir. The, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is more than just a yeah, shakarabo, sakira. Beautiful. Speaking in tongues is beautiful. It's powerful. But the glory of God surpasses that also. That is a gift. The glory of God, when it comes upon a man, it is when the glory departs that somebody can lure you away from God. It was when the glory departed that they could arrest Samson. You find out a Christian that backslided, a Christian that left the fold, something first left, something left him. Something left him. For whoso breaketh the edge, the serpent will bite. When Moses was operating under that glory, nothing could happen to him. But he now disobeyed God. When God said, go speak to the rock, and he hit the rock in anger, he hit the rock twice. And God got angry. And the glory departed. The ark of God is the power of God. But the children of Israel went into sin, and the glory departed. Ishkabon. The glory departed, and it was just ordinary box that the Philistines were playing with. When the boss came back to, to the camp, they yelled, they yelled, now the glory is back, not knowing that it was ordinary box that came back. It was just ordinary ark. I pray you will not become an ordinary Christian. I pray that you will operate. Whether you are a singer, you are leading us in worship, whether you are an instrumentalist, a Sunday school teacher, you are just an usher, just standing by the door, you are the part of the holy police ushering people in, that the glory of God will come down in its awesomeness and everyone that comes upon you. Listen, brother, it was the glory of God upon Stephen, a deacon, that brought revival to the whole city of Samaria. That's what you are talking about. The glory of God. Packed up by the power of the Holy Spirit. It does wonders. I pray you will not disvalue this attribute of God that flows. God does not give it. It flows through you. He gives the power of the Holy Ghost. He gives you. But this attribute comes upon you. It oppresses through you. It comes upon you. It oppresses through you. It comes upon you. It oppresses through you. That calling, that business, that ministry, it comes upon you. And you become a terror to the kingdom of darkness. Oh, hallelujah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.17. We're going to read through now because of our time. 2 Corinthians 4.17 for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Thessalonians 2. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 19 and verse 20. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. 
Daniel chapter 2, I mean chapter 12 and verse 3. Daniel 12, verse 3. Oh, hallelujah. Get excited they, here. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Amen. Amen. John 15 and verse 8. John 15 and verse 8. Oh, shut up, see it away. If a man, sorry, uh, Aaron is my father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So there is things that you do that glorifies God, that add glory to the things of God, that add glory to Christianity, that praises God, that worships God, there are things you will do and people will just lift up their hands and they say, oh, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Let's look at the subheading number four. Believers can share in the divine glory. Believers can share in the divine glory. Since everything about God is glorious, his holiness is glorious, his works, the honor of his majesty, they're all glorious, his gospel, his liberty, his power, his appearing, it follows that his church must be glorious too, which means that believers who constitute his church must share in his glory. But there are conditions to be satisfied before you can share in his glory, apart from being born again. Brothers and sisters, being born again is just the starting point. You can't stop there. You, you have to be born again. You have to be sanctified. You have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have to share the glory. You have to partake of the glory. You have to be a carrier of this glory. The glory of God should radiate upon you that it causes you not to just be anywhere and everywhere. It makes you unique. It makes you special. Because when you say you carry God, when you say you carry Jesus, when you say you carry the Holy Spirit, what you are saying that I carry the glory of God. Therefore, it's not everything you do. It's not everywhere you go. It's not everyone that you befriend. You must be unique because the glory you carry, unique. So there are certain things you must do that will bring this glory to you. Number one, be holy. Because this God is holy. Number two, suffer with him. Suffer persecution. Deny yourself. Number three, win souls. Number four, be wise. Number five, be full of good works. We talked about during one of our sermon, the book of remembrance. Be full of good works. Keep your body, keep your soul, and keep your spirit pure. The glory of God is pure, is brighter, and it shines even more than the daylight. It wants to hoose around you. It wants to, 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 to overshadow you. It wants to move through you and flow through you. If you look at Exodus 15 and verse 11, Exodus 15 verse number 11, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among mm -hmm. the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? 
Psalm 111 verse 3. Psalm 111 and verse 3. Psalm 111 verse 3. Psalm 111 verse 3. His work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endureth forever. Okay, we're going to read fast now. Um, and I want this, this, this subheading to just speak for itself. We're talking about the glory of God being shared by you as a believer and the things that you have to do. If you look at Psalm 145 and verse 5, Psalm 145 and verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. I will speak. I'd not gossip about that brother or that sister. I will speak. I will speak of your glorious honor of majesty and of thy wonderful works. That is evangelism. That is speaking of God and what God can do. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. In We're whom talking about the, sharing of his glory, you can't be a gossiper. In so whom the God, four, four. in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Praise the Lord. We are going to jump now to Matthew thirteen and verse forty-three. Matthew thirteen. Uh, verse 43 and I will encourage us brethren to read every verse in the in the in the handout that we just sent to you please read every verse there uh, time will not permit us to go to all the chapters there but please just go through them because the glory of God is going to flow through you Matthew 13 and verse 43 then shall the righteous shine forth as a son in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear let him hear who has ear to hear let him hear now we'll go to the final subheading which is um, number five you can bring his glory down today you can bring it down today you can bring his glory down today to bring down the glory of god at any time all you need to do is praise him. But all present must do so in one accord, that is, with one heart, one mind, and with the same purpose in view. Also, if you intend to praise him at all, you must do it gloriously. It's not a time two choir members are not talking to themselves. There's no how the glory of God will come down. It's not when two members of the church that are singing together, they, they are not in good term. The glory will not come down. Even if it's going to come down, it's going to be selective. That glory is going to select those who will come upon. But if you want a general bringing down of his glory that everyone present will know that God visited that congregation, that God showed up in that, in that sanctuary, we must all be in one accord. Look at what Psalm 50 and verse 
23 says, Psalm 50 and verse 23. Whoso offered praise glorified uh -huh. me, and to him that ordered his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Hmm. Whoso. Let, let, let me quickly say this, brethren. You see, at times we leave the praise and the worship. We just leave it for the choir. Let the choir sing. Let them play the instrument. If I let them do the dancing, and most times we are just we are just looking. Whoso, the Bible says, whoso, whoso, offered praise glorified me. So your praising God does something to God. And when that glory comes upon you, it comes to set you free, to deliver you. So when you are praising him, he showed forth. He said, I am seeking for those who will praise and worship me. So if brother A, brother C, brother D, everyone from A to Z were in one accord, worshiping God, praising God, not just looking around and saying, who is not doing what? Why is that brother doing this? Why is that sister doing this? Why is this choir member doing this? Why is the instrumental? You are just, why, 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 why? You are just on that judgment seat. Just judgment seat. There's no how the glory will come down in its entirety. When it comes down, it's going to come down upon selected few. And that's why you find out that you, those that are worshiping God at times, they're worshiping intensely, and the glory of God comes down upon them, while others, it's like, hey, you guys should just hurry up and let me get out of here. Whoso offered praise is an offer. You offer it like you offer your tithes, like you offer your offering, like you offer your prayers. If your praise is offered and it goes before God, that means you are glorifying his holy name, then the blessing tickles down. The power comes down. Prayers are answered. You know what happened in Second Chronicles 5. Second Chronicles chapter 5. You know what happened? Second Chronicles chapter 5 from verse 13. It came even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one son to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Brethren, what is it here that we don't have in heaven's glorious embassy or in our different churches scattered all over? No, no, just name it, brethren. Let us be sincere now. The people here, the Bible says, what they did was that they did it as one, in one accord, in one heart, in one mind. This brother is not fighting this brother. This sister is not fighting this sister. Members of the choir, they are not, they are not in disarray. This one is not talking to this. This one is not talking to that. The instrumental, no, 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 no. What they did was they were in one accord. The trumpeters in one accord. The guitarists in one accord. The percussionists in one accord. The alto and the tenor and the, and the, and, and, and the soprano. They are all in one accord. The person leading in one accord. The people backing the person leading, they are not saying, eh, yeah, after all, I can sing better than her. She's not the only, she's the only one. He's the only one always leading. I'm just at the back, just backing up. 
If you are doing that, the glory will not come down, brother. It's not possible. They did it in one accord. Pam! The Bible said, then the glory came down. Then the cloud came down. It was so heavy that they could do nothing more. Brother, let us check ourselves, especially those of us that are leading us into his presence. What kind of heart do you have? What kind of mind do you have? I, you are backing up, but are you saying only this sister? Why is it only this sister? Why is it only this group of people that are always leading us? I myself, I can lead. If we have that kind of mind, and we say our slogan is entering his presence through worship, it's not going to work, sir. It's not going to work. Let's change our minds. We can bring down his glory. We can, let me just use the word, we can force down his glory. When we give him intense worship, he cannot stand it. He will come down. The Bible says when the instrumental, let, 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 me, let me read it again. Let me read that verse. It says, it says, and it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the glory. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. We can bring down his glory. We have what it takes. Like the summer of last Sunday. We have what it takes. We have all the instrumentalists. We have all the singers. We have all the backups. In fact, the technical department, they are doing a wholesome job. The graphic designer, they are doing a good job. We, we have everything it takes. You know what we don't have? oneness of mind of purpose agreeing two cannot work together except to be agreed you want to bring down his holy glory and you're having malice unforgiveness bitterness why is pastor doing this why is pastor not doing this why is mommy pastor doing this why is she not doing this that is what we are debating on the glory will not come down it will just be like a town associational meeting but we can make up our minds. Glory of God is the attribute of God. He is not hoarding it. He wants to bring it down. When it comes down, blessings come down. When it comes down, healing comes down. When his glory comes down, prosperity comes down. Go and ask Solomon. <laughs> ask him. Romans 15 verse 6. Romans 15 and verse 6. That ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please just read, read it again. Read it again for us, please. That ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Uh, so if 5,000 people are in church, they can have one mouth. You can have one mouth. That's when the glory comes down. Can you imagine what we, God blessed heaven's glorious embassy with? Where the talk of the town 
that you want to hear music, go to heaven's glorious embassy. We don't want people to come and hear music. We want people to come and experience his glory. Shiloh is here. We want people to come and experience his glory. There's nothing we want to say during our Shiloh that, that have not been said before. I mean, there, I mean, there's nothing that's been said that, that anyone will come and say during our shallow that have not been said before. There's no one we're going to invite that we say, eh, I've not heard it. No, no. Well, he may not say, I've not heard it this way. But when the glory comes down, it will say, wow, we have never had it like this before. When the glory comes down, healing comes down, the impossible becomes possible. The poor becomes rich. The sorrowful becomes happy when the glory comes down. That's what we're expecting during this Shiloh. And God is able to bring down his glory. God is able to cause his glory to come down. And we are able to bring down his glory because we have all it takes. Psalm 66 and verse 2. I'm so excited because I know the glory of God is going to come, not only in the church of God, it's going to come into your home as you make your home a holy habitation, a holy tabernacle. He's going to visit you in that prayer closet. He's going to visit you in your bedroom. In fact, he's going to visit you in your shower, as you're showering, because his glory knows no bound. Hallelujah, somebody. Psalm 66 and verse 2. And after this, if there are questions, we will entertain questions. Otherwise, we just pray. Psalm 66 and verse 2. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Make his praise glorious. Make his praise glorious. Make it. Sing. Make a melody in your heart. Make it glorious. When you say God is good, say it in a glorious way. When you say he helped me, I'm alive today because of his grace, help me. Say it with all zeal and passion. Say it with glow in, in a glorious way. Let his praise be sweet in your mouth. Don't do it sluggishly. Do it cheerfully. For he loves a cheerful giver. Don't give him praise without, with, with a child, without cheerfulness. You have to cheerfulness. have to, to be part of your praise because he loves a cheerful giver. Let his praise be glorious in your mouth. And we'll begin to see his glorious manifestation. God bless you. Here ends our study tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. If there's any question, um, we, we will attend to that. Otherwise, we will pray. Any question, please? There are no questions. All right. Let's give God the praise. Let's give God the praise. I believe you have been blessed. I believe you have been blessed tonight. Unmute your mics and let us give him praise. Make his praise glorious. Let him hear you. Praise him. Let him hear you. Worship Hello. him. Thank Unmute you. your mics now. Let yeah. him hear you. Thank you, Lord. Let him hear you. Oh, God, I want to say thank you once again. Oh, thank you, Lord. We'll glorify thank you for the thank word. Thank you for your blessings, for the privilege of to come for your presence tonight. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the honor. Father, we thank you, Lord. We glorify you, His praise, Lord. Father, I thank you. Father, help us. Help us to be in sincere with the Father. Let us serve you. Let us glorify you, Lord. Father, we worship you. 
Father God, we thank you so very gloriously. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. Your divine glory is brighter than even the noonday light when it shines in his strongest. Daddy, the human body is too weak to withstand your glory, but you can still flow your glory through us. You can still flow your glory through us. Divine glory has its benefits. Father, we want to pray for heaven's glorious embassy. We want to pray for your, for your church all over the world. That we will not just entertain, but we will praise you and worship you with one accord, with one voice, as one. That the trumpeters, the instrumentalists, and the singers, as one. The lead singer and the backup singers, as one. Father God, let this be the order of the day in heaven's glorious embassy, Lord, so that Amen. your power and your glory will come down. Lord, when your power and your glory comes down, it comes down with healings. It comes, with, it, it comes down with blessing. It comes Amen. down with promotion. It Amen. comes down with deliverance. It Amen. comes down with children. It comes down Amen. with deliverance and healings. Oh, God, Amen. let Amen. your glory come down Amen. in our midst in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much again for this story tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, and as we Jesus. begin to round up this series, we pray that you will speak to us the more. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much again for joining us. Uh, we'll be rounding up this series. And um, it is my prayers that uh, the God of heaven will continue to distribute his attributes to us. God, the more he distributes his attribute, the more godly, the more, the more godlike, Christ-like we become. And please don't forget our Shiloh is here. Let us advertise it. Use all the flyers. I believe you've sent out the flyer. If not, uh, we will encourage um, um, the planning committee to send out the flyers. 
uh, the video promo. Just send it out. Send it to your Facebook, your WhatsApp, any means. Just send it out and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. I believe, brethren, that this year's shadow is going to be so unique because we have challenged God that is able to turn things around for our good. So we shouldn't forget to pray. We shouldn't forget to pray for all our guest ministers. And of course, don't forget to give your offering tonight because there's a church program. Let's drop our offerings. Even after we have shared the grace, let it be the next thing we will do. And the God of heaven will keep you, will shine his face upon you, and his glory will not depart from your life. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. We'll see you again in church uh, this Sunday, even as we round up the month of September. Let us share the grace and fellowship. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit the rest of the world is now forever. And remain blessed. Amen. Amen. Tonight in Jesus' name. As Amen. You on your, that's that's Thank you, sir. God bless you, Daddy. Have a good night, sir. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you, sir. Good night. It's attached to peace. When the peace of the Lord leaves, the sleep from the Lord goes with it. The peace of God comes with all kinds of blessings. That's why I said the blessings of the Lord make it rich. It added no sorrow. We did.